coming up on WealthWorks Radio. On today's show, we're sharing a few financial planning do's and don'ts featured in some of the most iconic sitcoms ever. And we're going to offer some tips to help you maximize your savings along the road to retirement. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Eric, of course, fiduciary. He is president of Retirement Wealth and all-around good guy. Joseph Lanza is here as well. Joseph is a fiduciary independent along with Eric. Um, and we have got a fun show ahead of us today. Hi, guys. Seems like it's been a while. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Joseph, very, very well, thanks. You're sounding particularly uh, very whitish this morning. <laughs> I'm doing my best. That, uh, that whole, you know, low, sexy sound. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Not that I think that, but I'm just saying it sounds like that. Right, right, yeah, right. right. So, Eric, everything good? Yeah, everything's great, Steve. How about you? Very, very well, thanks. And this is a fun one. We were talking about this just before we got started. And, I mean, you know, we started to—we talked about all these uh, sitcoms and, and these clips that, that we found as we started digging into some of these things that, and some of these sitcoms. It was, uh, it was remarkable to me how many of them actually had retirement references. Yeah, that was what you said. And, you know, it's really funny, too, because also when you when you think about a plane, too, you know, there's a lot of people that fly and I'm always listening to other conversations that people have. And two of the biggest things is, is that people will always tell a stranger what their medical issues are, <laughs> uh, their relationship with their doctor. It's so strange. Oh, I went and I had this rash and they just go on and on. And I'm like, oh, my God, you just sat down next to this person. So there's that. And then number two, they're always talking about their money, you know, like how their advisor's doing or how the stock market's doing. So I think it, you know, it does play a huge role. And I've all, you know, Joey and I have said for a long time, it's health and wealth, right? We, mm -hmm. if, if you don't have one, you don't have the other and, and whatever. But, uh, you know, and so I think this is going to be a fun show to do because it kind of breaks up the monotony about what we talk about, right? It's I mean, every week you are so on the money. Yeah. It's like, you know, roll over your 401k tax free Roth. And it's important, sure right? Sure it is. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you kind of have to lighten the subject up a little bit. So I think this is going to be great. All right. Well, let's. Let's dig in and, and see. Uh, up first, we have got uh, the old familiar. Ah, yes, it's Seinfeld. Let's see what's going on. Grab a cigar, boys. Yeah, it's time to celebrate. Let's just say that I don't have to worry about working for a while. A long while. That's funny because I haven't seen you working for a while. A long while. And you're not going to because I'm hanging it up, boys. I'm retiring. From what? From the grind. I mean, who needs it? You know, I've accomplished everything I've set out to do. <laughs> What's that? Oh, bought myself a little retirement gift. Gold watch. Ooh. <laughs> oh, those are the days. And he had to buy it for himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, too. you got to buy it for himself. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that I come from upstate New York, and it's actually where IBM originated. And so, you know, um, I was born in 1969, so kind of went through the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, I, I talk about my mom a little bit, and, you know, she owned two tax works offices and then offered financial planning later on in, in, in her career. So the interesting thing was there was a lot of IBMers up there. And that gold watch was really 
an iconic moment in a lot of people's retirement way back in the day. And so it's really funny how the gold watch still references, you know, that road to retirement. It's it's, it's pretty funny to me. <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of is. But again, it goes to the, I mean, that's how retirement has changed over the years. And no, I mean, you know, you're lucky to get anything when you retire except, uh, you know, boot out the door. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because actually Joseph and I were talking about how financial planning has evolved, how retirement has evolved, how the whole monetary system has evolved. And things have changed significantly. And, you know, I mean, I got in this business, I was literally sitting in a class 9-11 um, in 2001 uh, when everything happened, the whole terrorist attack. Uh, we all know where we were that day. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that was the beginning of my career. And um, so, you know, since that point, financial planning has changed drastically. I mean, substantially. Um, it's gotten much more sophisticated. The products have gotten more sophisticated. The products over the years have gotten better, less expensive. Um, there's just a lot more options out there. But conversely, the markets have become more volatile. It's become more of a international market than ever before. Um, you have government and political agendas that are actually influencing the stock market. Uh, you have uh, inflation, you have interest rates, and these are things that we never really saw before. Remember in the 80s, you could get a CD for 13, 14, 15%. Yeah, wow. um, and now people are getting excited about a 5% CD. I don't get it. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, what? You know, but but yeah, so I mean, you know, that clip really shows how things have changed, but yet we still reference, especially older retirees, will still reference that pension or, um, you know, that old plan that used to exist. It's sure. like the golden parachute, right? No, there's no golden parachute anymore. No. All no. the risk is on the employee to actually take that into their own hands and make their own retirement for themselves. It's yeah. like, you didn't really need much of a financial plan when you had a pension back in the day. It's like, what do I have to plan for? I know, yeah. I know what I'm getting. I'm not yeah. going to spend more than that. Pr pretty much. You got Social Security and a pension. You're good. Right. You know, <laughs> exactly. yeah. not anymore. Not yeah. anymore. Well, uh, all right. So we've uh, taken a lesson from Seinfeld. And uh, this is one goes back a little further. Um, and it's it's Sanford and Son. And here, Fred Sanford is wondering about his Social Security. Let's see how it goes for old Fred. Nothing. I'm retired. Retired? Yeah, I applied for Social Security. They pay high as $213.10. That's enough for me to retire. Are you crazy? They're not going to pay you that much because you haven't earned that much. Oh, yeah? Well, you wait and see. They pay you according to what you've earned. Well, I ain't doing nothing for you and nobody else. You're looking at a man of leisure. Hey, what, what's that number there? <laughs> Hello, Social Security. This is Fred Sanford. And what I want to know is, how much will I be getting every month? How much? How come? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> How you want your age? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out exactly the way you wanted it well, to, no. right? Well, no, I think a lot of folks are sort of uh, have that, that, that sort of fallacy in their mind that Social Security is going to be the be-all, end-all for them. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, it is. I mean, it still is the foundation of a lot of people's retirement. Um, but, you know, like I said, a lot of people, their lifestyle just cannot evolve around Social Security. You know, we need to have more. Um, it was nice because Social Security finally got a pretty good bump. Um, but again, I mean, Social Security, you know, there are also a lot of issues with it. You know, you wonder if it's overall sustainable over time. And, you know, there's a lot of people who can't wait to take their Social Security. But some 
sometimes that may not always be the best option for them. And so, uh, by the way, I love Sanford and Son. I thought that was one of the best shows out Ever. there. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of those sitcoms that you and I grew up with, Steve, were just incredible. Oh, yeah. They were amazing. And, and, and they just took you know, real life and, and put it out there. I mean, I know that was uh, Sanford and Son. That was one of the few sitcoms my father actually enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Joseph, you were obviously younger. So what young. would be, yeah, what 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 would be a sitcom that you kind of grew up with? I, saw, I grew up watching Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah, Seinfeld, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 Well, so that's something that we can relate with you, yeah. you know? Yeah, I you get know, the references. Who's Hawkeye? Can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Alda. That's right. That's right. From oh, Mash. my gosh. That's funny, too, because, I mean, I mean, come on. Who didn't know that? Um, yeah, right. You know, anyways. Okay, let's All move right. on. Let's move on. All right, so uh, we've got uh, got this covered here. So now we're going to head into, uh, this is a classic. This was Sunday night required viewing at my house growing up on CBS. We're talking about All in the Family. And, of course, Archie Bunker and uh, his son-in-law, Mike Stivick. Here we go. This scared the union's about to go on strike because of the high cost of living that this administration promised to bring down six years ago. You listen to your president, you know that he had the answer to inflation. The country's got to produce more goods. Then we got to have a little more unemployment. So when there's more goods to buy and less people who can afford to buy the goods, then the prices will come down. <laughs> Hello, he's making sense. <laughs> he sure is. I mean, Meathead didn't have it right. You know, no. Meathead was probably a liberal, so. <laughs> no, I think there's no, not prop. No, he was. Yeah, he was, and, and, right. And still is to this day. It still is to this day. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's the funny part about that. Yeah. yeah. Once a live, always a live. But, um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, that I mean, and, and this is interesting how a lot of these shows were very funny, but they were also tackling very serious subjects. And, you know, the one thing about that is, all in the family could never probably never play on the TV today. Oh, right? gosh, no. I, I, right. I mean, the whole thing, you know, politically correct and, and everything else that's going on today, that show would never, you know, work out. And it's interesting because uh, Greg Gutfeld was in town the other night and I took my mom to see him. And, you know, very interesting show because the the opening act that he had actually talked about a lot of things that were there when we grew up could never ever exist today sure. and and so all those people are like well you know you are a racist if you watch that no <laughs> no <laughs> certainly no. not certainly not you know and uh so you know but but the thing is is that i do remember you know there were several things in a lot of shows that we were growing up that you know just you know it, it, it's pretty funny and and i'll tell you what he brought up a lot of old commercials that i really thought were interesting um and it's not the oscar meyer one it's the other hot dog one but they say who likes this kind of hot dog fat kids skinny, skinny kids, kids even y kids yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah right <laughs> Right. And so it's like they're actually referencing fat kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which which would have been me growing up. Well, yeah, I was right. a chubby little fella. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> hey, I like hot dogs. You know, I'm eight years old. Yeah. And give me a hot dog. You know, exactly. a fat little kid. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but and then he brought up other commercials that were completely <laughs> like it's like, holy cow. I can't believe they said that. Oh, Frito the Bandito. Oh, yeah. Right. Like walking around with guns and hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember as kids, like, we used to think we were, like, international or we were, like, you know, kind of crazy because we would eat spicy food. 
Fritos, right? <laughs> yeah, that's some kind of spicy yeah, yeah, right there. Like, uh, look at my palate now. I'm, I've expanded my palate because I eat spicy dur- or, uh, Fritos, yeah. But anyway, it's just very interesting. So it is a lot of fun to look at these shows for sure. Sure. Well, again, on that note, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll pick up this and listen to some more. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. That sounds great, Joseph. Folks, do give us a call. It's 800-779-1942. The next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review showing you where you are today. But more importantly, you end up with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Let's take a quick break. Come on back and continue right here on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanz. Next up, we're going to dive back into the financial planning mistakes of your favorite sitcom characters and explore how you can avoid them in your... WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and uh, we've been having a fun show so far, and it's going to continue that way. This, uh, you know, we talked about this at the beginning, Eric, when, when we said we talk about the same thing every week, and so then, then, then the mission here with the show is to try to say the same thing in a different form. Well, that's right. We got it figured out this week. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We're actually listening to some of the most pop cultural ways that we've actually. This has been getting talked about for years, right? Right. But it's actually just in a, in a different format. Sure. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of these shows talked about things and, and, and uh, retirement and getting there and, and what you have to do to get there. Um, so uh, let's, let's just dig in. Uh, we're going to go with the Golden Girls this time. Um, and uh, this one is <laughs> this one involves uh, Blanche and, um, uh, well, B. Arthur, and uh, then talking with her son and ex-husband. I mean, I love Dad, but you're the one who's always been there for me. Honey, you don't have to worry. I'll always be there for you. I'm glad to hear that, Ma, because I ran out of cash. I need to borrow $30. $30? Michael, you're an adult. Do you really want to beg your mother for $30? All right, fine. Forget it. You know, I I hate this. Whenever I need money, you make me feel like I'm asking. All right, all right, all right. Uh, But look, all I have is $220. Great. We can get appetizers. Okay, let's jam. That's my boy. That's my dad. That's my money. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's one of the best lines ever. <laughs> yeah, where can we go for 30 bucks anymore? Nowhere. Right? Nowhere. Yeah. I mean, we went to Top Golf the other night, was there for two hours, and I mean, the money that we spent was like, I mean, I get the bill, and I was like, it was fun. <laughs> I don't know if it was that much fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> but it's that yeah, we actually did have a lot of fun. But I mean, it is. I mean, you know, it, it's very expensive to go out anymore. I mean, inflation has been a real thing. Um, you know, it's affected a lot of people. So it's just funny to listen to these older shows and say, hey, I need 30 bucks because anymore, I think, you know, if I had to go to my mother, it'd be like, hey, I need 100 bucks. You know, 100 bucks would be like the minimum. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. by the time you get gas and a little bit of this and a little bit of that or whatever you're going to get, it's going to be 100 bucks. Of course, I mean, you can't even go to McDonald's for $30 anymore. Really can't. <laughs> no, yeah. you really can't. Yeah. But the point is, is, you know, this goes back to things that you've talked about many times, Eric, and that is, you know, you got to take care of yourself we want to help our kids. I know we do, but we right. have to be smart about it. Yeah. And this is where sometimes, you know, like, you know, people will get very um, ahead of themselves, you know, and it's like, you know, they're like, well, we want to do this or we want to do this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I get it. I do get it, but let's slow down. Let's concentrate on your own financial position. You know, let's get you guys situated first of all, and then we can work on your kids. Then we can work on your grandkids. And there's a lot of people who are hyper-focusing on their children. And there's been a lot of times where we've had to pump the brakes on helping out a child because they were actually bleeding through their finances to help their children. And a lot of times they don't understand how detrimental that is to them. So, um, yeah, that, that's an interesting clip. Sure. 800-779-1942. That's the number to call, folks, if you want to get a head start. Well, let's continue. Um, <laughs> and now we're going to get into one from Parks and Rec. So this is actually a part of Joseph's World, right? One of my favorite shows, honestly. Yeah, it's a great yeah, show. truly. And uh, so in Parks and Rec, my favorite character has got to be uh, Ron Swanson. Right. Of course, that's Nick, everybody's Nick, favorite character. I love this guy. He's, uh, you know, they call him a, a libertarian. I just call him just a normal guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I like his attitude. But so what we're talking about here with this is is uh, they're talking about estate planning, believe it or not. Now, if you die and you don't have a real will, most of what you own will go to the government. Where is this lawyer you speak of? been talking to Ron about estate planning, and he is here to do some goodwill hunting. I don't even need an exact number. Just ballpark it. That's all I need to get started. Or I'm sure the state government would love to use your money to hire more bureaucrats, maybe build a library. Fine. A ballpark figure. Thank you. God. Holy <laughs> 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 Yeah, you gotta love that. You know, it's very funny. Um, Nick Offerman actually came to Fort Myers. Did as he really? A yeah, as a stand-up comedian. Oh, wow. Did you see him? I did see him. Oh, fun. Um, did not go over very well for Nick. No? He is a diehard liberal. Yes. And you're coming into Fort Myers. Right. And, you know, it, it really was interesting. And, like, and here's my thing. If you're going to be a comedian... All right, if you, you can go one way or another a little bit, but like really keep it funny for everyone. Maybe yeah. know your audience. Yeah, yeah, know your audience for sure. And he didn't know the audience, <laughs> but he just kept going on about his own agenda. Yeah. And it wasn't funny, mm -hmm. you know? And so, I mean, it was kind of disappointing because I've seen some great stand-up comedians. Joseph's seen some mm -hmm. great stand-up comedians. And I enjoy going to see them. But, yeah, his agenda was very, very liberal throughout the entire thing. Well, you wouldn't get that from the show. No, yeah, you would funny. not get that from the show. And that that's kind of the, the oxymoron about this uh -huh. is that, you know, when you listen to him on stage and how he really is. And and Parks and Rec is, is a great show. I'm, I'm actually surprised it didn't last longer. Um, it was a fantastic show. And the, and the cast just gelled very well together. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Know? 
But yeah, so I, I just kind of wanted to point that out because, like I said, it, it's such a far cry from what he plays on uh, on right. on that part. So I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess yep. that means he's a really good actor, right? Yeah, I, I guess, guess so. I guess yeah, so yeah. yeah. And, and 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 I'll tell you. So the funny thing is, is I mean, we've all watched stand up comedians. You know, when when the crowd really gets into it all the way through, you know that that's a really good show. Mm-hmm. When all of a sudden there's like laughter and then it dies down for five minutes mm-hmm. and then there's a little bit of awkward laughter, you know, it's going to be a long ass show. Oh, yeah. You know, well, and, and that's so- that's kind of what happened. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, comedians, they want to do what lasts per minute or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, I mean, they really want to keep it going and everything, but he did not keep it going. And I'm sure if he went to, you know, New York or, you know, other places, he would be hilarious. Oh, but, sure. um, yeah, but yeah. I think it was like, Seinfeld that said you, you need to laugh every seven seconds. Oh, crowd. is that right? Yeah, oh, jeez. I think it was him. I can't remember which comedian said that, but it was something crazy. That's te- got to be so hard to do. He was teaching another comedian. He said, you need to make that audience laugh every seven seconds or else you'll lose their attention. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. No wonder I'm not a stand up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 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 it's interesting that they're talking about estate planning, and and again, that's that's a topic that we we broach all the time, and it is important to you know take care of yourself, your beneficiaries, and and uh, you know all of that. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people overlook it, and you know you want to make sure that there's a smooth transfer when when that day inevitably comes, and you want to make sure that all your monies are going to the right place, the right people, and exactly how you want it to actually be spread out instead of having somebody else decide that for you, especially if that person deciding it is the government, right? You want to make sure that uh, you have that set up in place and also making it as easy as possible on your beneficiaries, whether it's your kids or grandchildren or whoever, you know, your spouse, you want to make sure that they're going to be going through a hard time already. So you want to make sure that everything is in place. Maybe even if you have a financial advisor, they know they have somebody to go to talk to, to help them put through this process. Cause as you know, it's going to be an emotional one. Of course it is. And uh, again, let's, uh, let's keep going then. We've got another one here and this is from the office. I mean, everybody I think loves the office and, of and course. Um, How you know, uh, Michael Scott and his character, I mean, you know, Steve Carell, amazing. And uh, in this one, they're talking about, um, you know, budgets. So I, and he's, uh, and Michael Scott is with Oscar, the accountant. Okay, the green bar is what you spend every month on stuff you need, mm. like a car and a house. That's so cool. I have my name at the top. The red bar <laughs> is what you spend on non-essentials, like magazines, entertainment, right. things like that. This scary black bar is what you spend on things that no one ever, ever needs, like multiple magic sets, professional bass fishing equipment. Why do they do this so fast? <laughs> I love, professional I love, bass fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I love this takeaway. Oh, they got my name on top. Yeah, that's the only thing I was looking at. I love how you put my name up there. Oh, man. That show was hysterical. I mean, you know, and again, I'm not so sure that that show would ever fly today, right? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. What, Diversity Day? Oh, my gosh. It made so many people, right? I mean, look at John Krasinski. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, his, his John Clancy, what's that new John Clancy? Ryan. Is it Ryan? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Ryan, uh, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, we it's a good know. show. It yeah. is a great, <laughs> I can't think of the name of it, but it is a fantastic Jack show. Ryan. Jack, Jack Ryan. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, um, I'm in the, the middle of it right now of the last season. He is phenomenal in that. Not only is he very, very funny, very intelligent, but he is actually, I mean, he is an action hero as well. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the, the guy is very gifted. But anyways, I mean, that all stemmed from that show. Incredible. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, I think the I think everybody kind of is going back to Seinfeld too. It's like everybody knows an actual real world Michael Scott, and I think everybody knows a real world Kramer too. I think uh, you're right. You, true. You have these people in your life, and you start to realize it, and you're like, wow, that show was actually pulling from the real world. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, as far as retirement goes, and, and you know, building out this budget, when people actually see that what they're spending on paper, a lot of times it can kind of they can start to realize, oh, you know, maybe I do need to cut back on that spending or is, is this something I really need for retirement? And it can really relate to that. A lot of people don't realize how much they truly are spending. They can give, you know, Eric and I will sit down with people and they give us a ballpark. Yeah, we're spending, we'll probably spend $5,000 a month. And then, you know, we give them a budget worksheet or talk to them more about it. And they're like, eh, maybe it's more like seven or eight or actually we're spending more like nine grand a month. <laughs> yes. and they, don't, they don't really know until they see those numbers on there. Exactly. Well, and again, boy, we have filled up the segment again. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. But in the meantime, invite folks to call. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We will get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000 will be given to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic. It's a phone call away, 800-779-1942. It's really why we give you the opportunity to review your individual circumstances. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Find out how much risk you're actually taking. Are there any red flags that could be a problem for you down the line? Do you really know how much you're paying in fees or commissions? Well, Eric can help find out for you. What about tax liabilities? And of course, a lifetime retirement income plan. If you want to take advantage of this complimentary review, all you have to do is call us right now, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Let's take a quick break. We're coming right back, though. We've got more on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Coming up next on WealthWorks Radio, looking for low-risk, high-reward alternatives to build your nest egg? No problem. WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Joseph Lenz is here and Eric Carney is here. Always good to talk to you guys and uh, having a fun show today. We're talking, uh, we did a whole bunch of things with with sitcoms and how they really kind of teach us retirement lessons, whether we want to admit it or not. I think it's crazy. I mean, like I said, I mean, I think more people talk about money and their finances more than we really think about, you know, um, and, and it does. I mean, it, it all comes down to our lifestyle. And so I think that that's always what's interesting um, uh, uh, about it is, is that something that's so important to us, how much effort do we actually put into it? And there's a lot of people as they get older, now they want to hyper-focus on it. But then there's a lot of people as they get older, they don't really want to know what the answers are either. They're too afraid to understand what the answers are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why people sometimes do not call us, you know, and and so that, that is a difficult time. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm reading this other book on investment behavior, and it really does go through how emotions wreak havoc with our financial decisions. And as human beings, we're supposed to be rational. And so the rational um, 
when it comes to volatile markets, we are not rational beings and human beings are not supposed to be rational. And so that's not how we're built. And so a lot of times we're looking at very short term issues. How do I get through the next three months? How do I get through the next six months? But really how we're built as financial planners and investors is we have to look at five years, 10 years, 15 years, even 20 and 25 years. And that's very difficult for an individual to even fathom. And so that really is the difference between us and a person walking in off of the street. They're just trying to get by through the year. Maybe it's a difficult year in the stock market. Maybe they're having a difficult time at their job. That's okay. You know, um, tough times don't last, tough people do. And so what we have to do is we have to build that financial plan saying, look, you're gonna have some tough years. There's no doubt about it. We don't know when that's gonna happen. It could, you could fall on hard times, you could get sick, a family member could get sick, something could significantly change your life. But here are financial hurdles and here is how we could possibly get over them. And that's really what financial planning boils down to. And we have people calling us, emailing us all the time, our current clients and saying, hey, I just had a life-changing um, event happen in my life, I need to come in and revamp my financial plan. That makes sense. How is this going to affect my future? How is this gonna affect my spouse's future? How is this going to affect my family's future? And we're not looking at a day-to-day -day in our statements, we're looking at that long-term financial plan. And so there's enough people out there who keep coming into us because they're like, I need a different direction, I need something better. I want to know where my projection is going for my financial future. And that's really what income planning and financial planning is doing. Sure. And, and so we, we've got to start getting back to that. This is what gets you through those volatile markets. So uh, low risk, high reward. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean that, and I mean, I know that you were alluding to annuities, and and uh, but there are other things besides that. But let's talk about annuities for a sec. Yeah. I mean, the, there's so many things out there, but I don't think that we talk about annuities enough. And it really is, you know, people are like, people either love them or hate them. Right. And, and look, here, here's the bottom line. There's a lot of people out there who will not invest unless it's an annuity. Right. And we've seen a lot of very good annuities out there. We've also seen some very bad written annuities out there. And let me just start off by saying this total U.S. annuity sales alone just in the U.S. was two hundred and fifty four billion dollars in 2021. That's up 16 percent from 2020. Two hundred and fifty four billion dollars. So the bottom line is, is that. People can say, oh, they're not good, they're not good, but yet a quarter of a trillion dollars went into those. Mm -hmm. And so what we're seeing is, is that there is an increase in annuity sales every single year. But when the markets start to whipsaw back up, now everybody wants to move all their money, shift all their money into the stock market. And then when the markets get bad, they wanna shift it all into an annuity. How about you don't underreact or overreact? How about we just build you a sustainable plan that could possibly incorporate a small amount of annuities to give you another stream of income on top of your social security? That way you still have money in the stock market. That makes sense long-term. 
So the, the bottom line is, is that you have to build your income plan. You have to build the financial plan. Purpose determines placement. So what you have to do is understand the purpose of your money to understand where you're going to properly put those. And again, you said another thing in there that, that jumped out at me, and you used the word sustainable, because that is really what we need when it comes to retirement income is something that is sustainable and that's going to grow as we get older. Yeah, the annuity can be like a makeshift pension for people, too. We talked oh, earlier sure. on the show about how a lot of people aren't getting a pension anymore. And this is a great alternative to that where you're guaranteeing income in a lot of these annuities for people for the rest of their lives. And it's different a little bit even from Social Security because a big complaint from Social Security is, you know, if you turn that on at 65, let's say something happens to you at 70, there's no death benefit right, for your social security, you paid into that your whole life. Yeah, it might have paid you out for five years or however long you live, but after you pass, that's it, right? There's no mm -hmm. lump sum death benefit. With annuities, depending on the one that you're working with, if you're working with the right one, a lot of times if that benefit is not fully paid out to you, right, yet, and you, you pass away early on, there could be a death benefit that's tied to that and your family can still be taken care of. There's a lot of different options in here. You know, uh, there's things to deal with healthcare in here where they can double your income if you actually need to have um, assistance for, for your living and without having to have any confinement even, right? Being at the luxury of your own home and getting an increase in income to help pay for having, you know, nurses to come in and help take care of you. So there's a lot of different things that you can factor into this annuity, but really what it boils down to and what we like to tell a lot of people is this is like your own pension, right? You're putting a lump sum of money away and you're building out a pension for yourself for the rest of your life. 800-779-1942, folks, if you'd like to have that discussion with uh, Eric and Joseph. Um, so let's, yeah, before we run out of time, let's kind of go back to the sitcoms um, and just take characters. Let's take Michael Scott. Let's yeah. say he's in his late 40s, maybe 50. He's a mid-level manager, right? We know that. Small company. Uh, experienced issues with debt in the past. We heard that. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of an annuity might be good for Michael Scott? I mean, I think for Michael Scott, somebody that, you know, does have, you know, debt issues in the past, they want to put money away. He's looking for more of an accumulation product. Mm -hmm. You know, he's young. He has a very, very long time to go. Um, so I would be looking at some kind of accumulation annuity if that was uh, proper for him. Um, that way, you know, he, he's got uh, some guarantees in there. Maybe he's got a 0% floor on his money. But also the goal is to accumulate as much as possible. Sure. All right, so good for Michael Scott. We got him covered. Let's see, George Costanza. This one is, this, George is a piece of work. We all know that. Uh, he's in his mid-30s. He's had multiple jobs, mostly for short periods of time, uh, sales, real estate, whatever. Um, what, if any, kind of annuity might be good for George Costanza? I mean, quite honestly, if you're, he's in his 30s, he's very young, and yeah. uh, with having multiple jobs, especially in things like sales and real estate, where it sounds like you know commission-based, where you don't have a guaranteed salary coming uh -huh. into you, uh, an annuity may not be the best thing may for not. him. Right. And, but <laughs> yeah. this is kind of this is kind of what Eric and I always preach, right? Where it's saying not an annuity is not for everybody. No, right? Depending on your goals, and it, it's not going to be for everybody. Um, some people, you know, they can clear. St away from them for a long period of time. And some people, the stock market is going to be much better, especially if you're younger, you're going to get a lot more growth over time from the stock market. Um, so again, we don't like to ever say one investment is completely bad, right? One type of investment is horrible. Uh, it just depends on everybody's situation and what really, their needs are. All right. right? 
So George is out of luck. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of yeah. is. Uh, Ron Swanson, again, from Parks and Rec. Again, great character. Uh, well, we'll just call him 50-ish. Um, and uh, he just lives in a small town. He's done a, I mean, he has done a great job saving. And he often talks about it, investing in gold, uh, multiple homes. He has a pension from his service in the state government. Looks forward to what kind of an annuity would he benefit from, if at all, or maybe he's not needing one if he's got a pension. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, and this is where purpose, again, purpose determines placement. You take a look at it, and if he already has a pension, he's got Social Security, maybe this money is going to be for future generations. And, you know, there's a lot of times where people say, look, I'm not going to spend more than my pension or my Social Security. I'm like, okay, what other things do you want to do with that money? And this is where we could redirect that for a transfer of generational wealth. Um, and so, again, I mean, everybody has a different situation. And uh, again, when you have multiple assets, you want to consider those into the financial plan. And I think that that's a good way to do it. All right. So Ron seems to be in pretty good shape, uh, all things considered. And then we've got Dorothy from... Um uh, Golden Girls. Uh, let's call her in her 60s. She's a teacher. She supports her mother. She shares a house with three roommates to save, save rent. What annuity might be good for her? That, that seems like a logical one there. I think in this one, it's a guaranteed income annuity. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, and I'll tell you, there's some really good, I think, strong um, guaranteed income annuities out there that, like I said, if you're in your early 50s or late 50s and 60s and you have time for this to grow, I think that there's some really good options out there. Um, you're getting a, uh, a pretty good rate of return that's guaranteed, and then you're actually getting a pretty high payout. And so if you have longevity in your life, when we run these numbers, they're pretty darn good. All right. Well, again, on that note, let's uh, let's wrap this up and um, head back. And when we come back, we're going to talk to uh, we're gonna talk about real people and their questions. <laughs> Whether you currently have an advisor, or you've never worked with a financial professional before. We're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are into that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full blown financial plan review valued at over a thousand dollars and give it away. Absolutely complimentary. No obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. And all it takes is a phone call to get it started, 800-779-1942. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review, seeing where you are today. But more importantly, it does become a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. 1942 Quick break. We're coming right back. Got more. On WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Panza right after this. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, my favorite part, questions. We're back on WealthWorks Radio. Our final segment together, that means we've got questions from listeners. It's always fun. Eric Carney is here. Joseph Lenz is here. And, uh, boy, we've had a fun show today just talking about television for the most part but and how it relates to to um, retirement. And if that doesn't make any sense to you, here's what I'd suggest. Go out, grab this podcast. You can get it anywhere you find a podcast, um, you know, be it Apple or Google or iHeart or, or any place you get a podcast. Find WealthWorks Radio and check that out. 
I mean, again, plus you can go back and hear every show back then. That's right. And uh, it's a lot of fun listening to a lot of the older shows, too. I mean, there's a lot of information in there, and uh, we try to keep it fun. It's a pretty serious subject, but, you know, we like to have fun with it. Sure. Well, and again, we, we, you know, it is a pretty serious subject, but what you've done is really created an encyclopedia of uh, retirement information. That is true, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. If if, if we know what an encyclopedia is, and there are some who probably don't. That's right. Remember encyclopedia salespeople. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very successful. Used to give them away on game shows. That was the paper internet. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, all right. So let's uh, jump in here before we run out of time, because it'll happen. Uh, Donna Zinbonita, she's got a question. She says, besides qualifications and fiduciary status, what else do you recommend folks look for in an advisor? Good looking? Yeah, I mean. (laughs) I probably crossed the line. I remember a long time ago when I first got in the business, um, this guy, um, you know, comes into the office and everything, and I walk him out to his car, and he's like, what do you drive? And I said, oh, I just drive a Jeep. And he goes, oh, where is it? And I was like, it's right over there. He goes, mind if I take a look? I thought it was very strange. (laughs) And I'm like, what? I'm like, I guess so. Like, I didn't know if he was like a Jeep uh aficionado or you know whatever uh, i was like man maybe he just wants to take a look at it so he comes over and you know he's like looks inside and he goes it's very clean okay you can be my advisor wow that was it huh mm-hmm. yeah i mean imagine if i just had a bad day or i was like at the gym and i just like threw all my clothes in the back and it was like you know i went to mcdonald's and went to taco bell i, I mean you know we've yeah. all seen those cars of course and we uh have. no it just happened to be I'm, I'm gonna be honest it was very clean that day <laughs> it was a good car day yeah you lucked out yeah, yeah. I lucked out yeah. so uh not that i'm a slob but um but anyways that was his qualification you know like if you're organized or you appear organized that's good good enough for him but what i also see is i also see a lot of more affluent clients want to understand that we are capable of handling their needs and i think that there's a lot of people who their portfolios have graduated from their advisor's capabilities. That's what we're seeing. And so you want to make sure that whoever you're working with is capable. They have a team. They can actually implement that team for you, uh, which is what we do, and, and and making sure that they can cover your, your bases and that they can work for you for quite some time. You don't want to outgrow your advisor's capabilities ever. Right. And and that's obviously what, what folks are obviously what they don't want to do right <clears throat> right but i don't and think so that people really ask, understand that though well Steve. let me ask you is how do we know well that's the thing i mean there's a lot of people that say you know they'll ask me what is your typical client you know um i own real estate what do you know about real estate what do you know about 1031 exchanges and and so forth and so we, we've gotten into you know helping a lot of people assist them with rentals or insurance or doing 1031 exchanges or making purchases in other states. And so we, you know, I, I own real estate myself uh, as well as other people in the office. And so we do know, you know, uh, quite a bit about real estate. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get into what that affluent client wants and needs. And then also the income plan and the financial plan, it gets very strategic. Um, it, we get into some pretty good tax planning. We work with a strategic CPA, which very much helps. Um, so again, people are looking, you know, what can you really add to my situation? When you say a strategic CPA, what does that mean? 
I think a lot of CPAs look at the past 12 months, so they're looking backwards. Okay. What what these guys are doing is is that they're really looking into the future and saying, look, how can we offset your taxes by doing this? And so it, they're more forward thinking than okay. anything else. I like that. That's great. I, I appreciate that. And uh, 800, I know what I'm looking for, 800-779-1942. That's the number. Uh, all right. Dale has a question. He's in Englewood. He says, I have a friend who contributed to an IUL, an indexed universal life policy, starting in her early 40s and at 56 has amassed quite a lot of money for retirement. What yeah. exactly is a IUL and who's eligible or a good fit for something like that? I like that question. Yeah, so an index universal life policy is something that is set up for somebody who's normally younger and somebody that has more disposable income that they can put away every single year that's going to fund it for quite some time. It normally works better. It gives it a lot of time to grow. Essentially, what it does is everybody thinks about life insurance as something that your family uses when you pass, right? And IUL, what it's built and meant to do is actually provide you with tax-free income in your lifetime as opposed to just focusing on a tax-free death benefit for your family. And it does this using Section 7702 of the IRS code. Uh, it which essentially states that any loan from a life insurance policy is tax-free to you. So it's built up, and these have to be written in a very uh, specific way, mm -hmm. right? So you have to make sure that these don't turn into a MEC, which is a modified endowment contract, and there's a lot of uh, fine print in within IULs. You want to make sure the right person is writing that for you, um, but it can be very useful. A lot of people refer to them as the rich man's Roth because if people are making more than the income limit for a Roth in their, in their younger years or working years, they can't contribute to that. Well, any disposable income that's already been taxed, they can put that into an IUL every year and set that up for themselves. And it's like creating, again, almost like how an annuity was, you're creating your own pension, except with this, it's tax-free, which is just another added bonus. Sure. And you still have a death benefit that is attached to this. God forbid anything happens to you before you actually start taking income out of that. So it's a great tool. It's a great piece of information where people start to say, you know, what are wealthy people using life insurance for? This is kind of the pinnacle right now. It's mm -hmm. becoming <clears throat> very popular in, in the life insurance scene um, that people are using. Well, I mean, again, over the last 10 years, the life insurance industry has sort of reinvented itself. Yeah, there's a lot, like Eric was saying, I mean, we talked about the evolution of financial planning, right? There's so many new products and so many new things that you, that you can really do. And this is using kind of, it's not like you're, you're bending any rules here, right? You're using the IRS code. There's nothing, uh, everything's legitimate about it. And you're just able to to build that pension for yourself or what we have a lot of clients do even is uh, if they have extra money in, in their plans, they can start to build these out for their children. Um, it's a great way to kind of put a makeshift stipend on their children's right. inheritance, right? If they fund these now, fund it now for their children over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, put that set amount of money away. It's very customizable, but then it allows their children to get a steady stream of tax-free income. And the parents know that when they pass, their kid's not going to blow through money if that's something they're worried about. Well, and again, and again you talk about that, that passing on generational wealth. That is something that has changed dramatically as well since uh, the SECURE Act and SECURE Act 2.0. Uh, I mean, again, you've had to rearrange and, and help people and, and find creative ways to, again, make, you know, have that wealth carry on. Yeah. And what's interesting is that people can't fathom how large their IRAs are going to be when they actually pass on. And so what they're doing is, is they're passing on a very large tax bomb into their beneficiaries. And so, you know, like a lot of people will blow off tax planning until it's almost too late. Um, we see that all the time. 
And I know that we're talking a little bit more about this. The IUL is actually one of my largest retirement holdings. I've had it since I was, I think, 39 years old. And, um, and so people are, are always inquiring, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I do this. And they're like, oh, okay, I'm not interested in that. Okay, that's fine. Let's mm-hmm. move on, right? But then all of a sudden, they come back to it when they all of a sudden see what their tax situation looks like. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting because like people are like, oh, insurance, insurance, run, run, run. But here's the whole thing. I'm on your side. <laughs> like everybody's like, the insurance company's insurance. Well, I know. I'm trying to take advantage of what products are out there. But here's the whole thing it is age based. So the older that you get, the you know, the the worse it works against you. So when people, you know, blow this off and then come back to it five years later, they're like, that's what I want. I'm like, eh, the numbers are gonna change a little bit. So you have to understand that, you know, if we offer something through the financial plan, it really is for your benefit and we wanna show you why. You know, because like I said, it's amazing how many people come back years later and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I wanna revisit that thing that you talked about. So again, you really have to be open, eyes wide open to all this stuff because it is an ever-changing financial environment out there. What, when should we be looking at, a, at, a, at an index universal life policy, you say younger? So is, if, if I'm in that, if I'm 10 years before retirement, is that, is that a good time? Or should it, should it be earlier than that? I mean, earlier is op- more optimal, but <clears throat> okay. a lot of times it's for like a high income earning couple that can cannot be able to contribute to a Roth. Uh-huh. And so so now all of a sudden that puts it right out the door. So now they have to come up with a Roth option. And so this is or um, a Roth alternative rather. So this is where that could be a very strong alternative. But again, it's got to be written correctly. Um, and like I said, it's 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 normal for us to write 11 or 12 different illustrations until we finally get the right one. Sure. All right. I like that. 800-779-1942. Again, folks, if you've got questions about uh, an index universal life policy or anything else, now would be a good time to give Eric and uh, Joseph a call. In fact, well, let's wrap it up, guys. Let's uh, give folks one last opportunity. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you feel like you're out there in a financial no man's land, you're not really happy where you are, but you're not really sure what to do about it. Give us a call today. Let's get that written financial plan done for you. If you're interested in an income plan, we can show you ways to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, what we want to do is get you reacquainted with your portfolio and really take a look at it and get you a second opinion so that you understand the direction that you're going. All this is complimentary. So please give us a call today. Sounds fantastic, Eric. 800-9779-1942. That's the number. It's an opportunity for you to get a financial roadmap put together. That's why we give you the opportunity to review all of your individual circumstances with no cost, no obligation. I mean, everybody is different. Everybody's plan is different. But if you don't know much about your plan, well, Eric can help find out how much risk there is. What about red flags? What about commissions and fees that you might be paying that you're unaware of? Again, Eric and the team can help find out for you. And tax liabilities, always a concern. And lifetime income, got to have that. That's what Eric and, can, Eric and Joseph can help create for you. 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Uh, Eric, Joseph, always a pleasure. This is my favorite hour of the week. It goes by so fast. And today, boy, it's particularly a fun show. Thank you so much for such a fun show, guys. Hey, everybody out there. Thanks again for listening. Have fun. 
Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.